Willie, last mm. week we talked a little bit about male fashion advice, and it got me it got me thinking that I was I'm just gonna call the shots when it comes to our uniforms for week to week. Okay, really? I mean, I, I'm already a little uncomfy with this one. Well, I know, I know, but I'm just trying to I'm trying to get the numbers up on I our. I mean, you're YouTube. getting something up. That's right. So for those of us uh, who only listen to the podcast. You're kind of missing out this week because Willie and I are showing a little skin. That's right. We're flexing our Second Amendment right to bear arms. We have we have tank tops on. I'm wearing a nice deep forest green number from <laughs> Willie. Not is, a sponsor. Is modeling the latest fashion from from <laughs> also not a sponsor. I hope that the uniform is allowed to go in other directions. Now, if you just continue to say, hey, as the weather gets warmer, we're going to get less and less to the point where we're here in our in our skivvies. I mean, we should have just went there now. I know. I, I don't know if this is allowed on YouTube, but can you have male topless nudity? I mean, the Pauls do it. And I am appalled to hear that. But if they can get away with it, technically we should be able to, right? I mean, there is a difference between showing off the male figure and showing a pile of human garbage that's right there's uh there's the statue of david in whatever museum that exists and then there's us which i think would be called uh four loco and a three-layer burrito To the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott, and that's your other host, Willie. How the heck are you, buddy? I'm sweaty. Here's oh. the deal. I do this for you. Not you, Scott, hey. but you, the listener. It's 75, 77 degrees outside, and my office gets about that hot, and I have to have the AC shut off for this. I know you guys don't care, but, like, I'm sweaty. Yeah, sweating to the oldies over there, because... Because I'm almost 40. Am I? You don't know. Anyway. I know. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to uh, the front podcast of the internet. At the top of the episode, we are all over the internet. Scott is going hard on Instagram. Getting hard on Instagram. No pills needed. <laughs> Yet. You're almost 40. I know. <laughs> you, you missed that part. Uh, we're also on TikTok. There's a sub, uh, sub for that podcast. We're on Twitter. All the links are down in the description. Like, follow, and subscribe. That's what the kids are saying, right? You're what do they do bummer. on What do they do on TikTok? Do they Do they su- subscribe? Do they, they heart hit the hit the fo- they, they heart it? I don't know. I'm I don't know. Press that chuggy button and get over here because we're ready to go. All right. So you've probably heard the meme, Scott, or at least several of them. Yes. Yeah. Or at least you've maybe witnessed this. I'd be curious if, if that was the case. I, I'm expecting it's not. But have you heard the the phrase, is there a doctor on board, uh, referring to a flight? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you don't, you you don't ask? Have you experienced that? No, I mostly fly spirit. And <laughs> that, that probably would never happen. That'd never be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So you and I, who haven't really flown Delta or United or American, we don't really get doctors. We get chiropractors. Alternative medicine, 
quartz healers. Yeah. Okay. Good. Somebody, somebody that works at Goop. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Well, this week on Next Fucking Level, there was a post that said four hours into an eight-hour flight from Spain to New York City, a child, a child suffered an asthma attack, and his medicine was in his checked bag. Fortunately, Ooh. a pioneer of robotic surgery happened to be on board. And I'm going to butcher this name. I apologize. Dr. Kershid Guru was able to MacGyver a nebulizer. That's amazing. Do you think he was flying first class? He was a pioneer, right? I mean, there's so many things you could say about that. Like, one, how often are people choosing to spend the extra money? I know a lot of doctors mm. who probably are like, I've got a lot of money, but I like I like looking at my bank account and seeing all those zeros. So, no, I'm Whoa. not going to upgrade to first class. So. Okay, so this dude took a cup that you get for your beverage, attached it to a plastic bottle, which it looks like there's something in the plastic bottle, but he cut a hole into it and put in an inhaler that somebody else must have had and created this DIY uh, on-the-go nebulizer that saved this kid's life. That's, That's fucking awesome. Now... Some of you might be listening to this and saying, why the fuck would the parents have not had the nebulizer with them? That's a valid question. Benefits to having comments. The first person said, first off, props to the lad for being a gangster AF, but who the fuck puts asthma meds in a checked bag while they sit in the Pringles can uh, of other people's breath? To which somebody commented and said, it looks like the inhaler was carry-on, which makes sense. A nebulizer, on the other hand, is big and awkward and honestly might not be allowed as carry-on luggage with TSA regulations. I mean, it's the size of a boombox, uh, for those who remember what boomboxes are. Uh, it's the size of a uh, GameCube? Maybe a Xbox One S? It's it's bulky. I mean, you don't just drag it everywhere with you. I never, I never had one. I know. It's about the size of your head. So I, I'm reading through this article. It was posted from... I'll, I'll link the other article here, but it was posted from U.S. News. I did a Google search before we got started and tried to ask the question, is it required of a doctor, a medical professional, to provide help on an airplane? Oh, yeah. I'm watching a, a show right now that is actually facing this question because somebody was choking in a restaurant on the show and there was two people sitting there. One was a doctor and one wasn't. The doctor didn't do anything. He just sat and kind of like watched the situation unfold. The other guy got up and performed the Heimlich maneuver and saved the dude's life. But later on, a couple episodes later, he gets sued by the guy for like cracking his ribs. Right. There, there's the, the legal repercussions to act on somebody else's life. But then there's the moral uh, almost obligation, if you will, to support and help another person in need. Yeah. If you found yourself in a position like that, what would you do? Honestly, I am, I am, <laughs> I'm too dumb to like worry about the law in that point. I I would more care about the human, the life, and uh, I would I would try to help. I would probably first observe and say like, okay, is this a situation where I am the most qualified? Is this a situation where I? I know what to do. Uh, is anybody else rushing in right now to help? Because I don't want to be the person that like gets in the way and <laughs> ends up hurting the situation rather than helping. 
you know how when like somebody's drowning, you're not necessarily you're not necessarily supposed to jump in right away without thinking because right. you'll I, they'll end up pulling you down too. I grew up in a family that went scuba diving. My grandpa was a dive instructor. By the way, you have to do like one tons class? and tons of training oh. to oh, be okay. a scuba instructor. To be a dive master requires a ton of practice, a ton of uh, reps to be able to get there. I have my advanced dive certification and a few other uh, certifications in like photography and deep diving. You know, we haven't been diving ever, you and I, in the several years we've known each other. Do you have to re-up that or do you just get that for life? I mean, for like an advanced certification, I would probably have to re-up okay. for something like being a dive master. You probably have a required amount of hours to maintain. But if I wanted to go back and dive, I just need to take a refresher. That's very impressive. What's most impressive about uh, people who dive are the people that bait sharks. Because when they get their master level, I mean... Rub and tug jokes aside, this one actually tugs at my heartstrings, though, because much like we talked about with Max... The inhaler is a lifesaver. It is it is the best steroid you can take in that emergency situation. And we're all very grateful that this doctor was on board and saved that person's life. Agreed. So thank you for sharing that one, Willie. Uh, now, speaking of names uh, that are hard to pronounce, or more specifically, learning people's names at all, this week in r slash teenagers, there was a post titled... Oh this is so true, LMAO. It is a screenshot of a Twitter post. <laughs> so somebody wrote, I've never actually heard guys introduce themselves. How do y'all find out each other's names? And somebody responded, we usually just wait until we hear somebody else say it. <laughs> uh, were, were you that awkward teenager who just kind of like meandered into a social circle like literal social circles when it was when you were a teenager and just kind of stood around there hand in pockets or on a uh, a bottle of sunny d and just kind of like waited till you could laugh and then maybe get something in to make the group accept you not that i'm speaking from experience or anything i I think you're missing a couple of points here number one i'm really socially awkward i remember day (laughs) <laughs> yep. I remember the moment that I interjected and went out of my way for you and I to go hang out. I I, don't I'm going to tell this. I'm going to tell gonna this have story. To, yeah. Fill okay. this in. So, we had a, we have a mutual friend between us named Isaac. Isaac okay. loved yep. board games. Loves board games. He's he's alive and around. Uh I I think so. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Miss him. So, Isaac was talking about board games when we were eating lunch separately, right? Most businesses have break rooms and there we are. I'm minding my own business. I'm, I'm on my phone. I'm usually watching some video game content on YouTube because I'm a simp and I don't know if I'm allowed to use that phrase anymore. You were wearing a pork pie hat. So yeah, definitely a simp. I definitely had a pork pie hat. It's unfortunate. <laughs> you turned around from, from your spot and you started talking to Isaac and you're talking about board games and talking about Settlers of Catan because this is 2012, 13. And that was fucking popular back then. And I think it's still popular, but yeah. Yeah. So you're talking to him about that game saying we should get together. We should play that game. We should do this. This would be really fun. You and I don't really know each other. We just work together. Mm-hmm. And I remember turning around and saying... I'd be interested in playing. 
And Isaac took the initiative to set up a game night, and that was the first time you and I hung out together. And that, kids, is how I met your Willie. Well, that's cool. I, I don't remember that story at all, but it doesn't See what mean, I mean to you. It doesn't mean I don't love you any less. So I'm uncertain now. That was that was you uh, still in your 20s. But back in the day, do you have do you have any recollection of you doing this to like, I don't know, go talk to some girls that you might have thought were attractive and they happen to be around friends of yours? Or did you just <sighs> I was this I was the quiet, silent type that sat in the corner. So I, I rarely said anything. And if I had to say something, I'd be like, what's up, dude? How are you? It's good to see you. This is my friend, Scott. Have you met so-and-so? And then I, so I, ha- I have strategies and I'm curious if you have strategies, but. Oh, of course I did. <laughs> yeah. My strategies are really simple. My strategy honestly was humor. That was always an in. If, if it was around anybody I didn't know, I was like standing there kind of just kind of smirking and uh, nodding and smiling at whatever anybody else was smiling at and as soon as i heard something where i could make it into a joke or a pun or something i just dove right in it was a 50 50 shot sometimes people would look at me like what why are you here but other times you would get the group to laugh and then and then uh, that was my in i was in like flynn from there i i this is this is for the audience this is not for you scott I, I remember early on when Scott and I would start hanging out, we'd go see a lot of movies as a work group. That was a, that was always a fun pastime. It's like, get a bunch of people together and go see a movie. And I started getting Scott's nuances and understanding that he has a pun for every single thing that somebody could say. But I re- your brain sometimes is so <laughs> far ahead of the rest of the group that we could be in a movie and Scott could laugh at the top of his lungs at the most unironic, serious moment. But you just got a pun that nobody else did. I remember we went to a movie and I had to look to our group of friends and I was like, don't worry, there's a pun there. He'll tell us later. And I, I refused to talk during a movie, but you were laughing so loud. <laughs> I, had, I had to clarify. Uh. <laughs> Yes, any any writer who's ever written subtle puns into their scripts and they've gotten through to the actual big screen, like, I have laughed at your jokes, don't worry. <laughs> they have not made it past me. It was worth the couple seconds where you chuckled in your brain. Now, while we're on this subject of awkward teenagers, back in the day, we probably didn't have the best jobs when we had teenagers. What was your first job uh, in your teenage years, Willie? I did landscaping. Oh, that seems like a really cool You know Valley Fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, By the way, Valley Fair is owned by Six Flags. They just kept the naming because Minnesotans can't get rid of it. But but that's a a theme park in Minnesota. It's pretty big. Not a sponsor. The landscaping company that I worked for did all of the landscaping for Valley Fair. I'd get there at like, I don't know, four in the morning every week or one one day out of the week and go until like 10 a.m. when they open. It sucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I guess my job might have been a little better because it was less intensive labor, but I worked at a subway. I was a sandwich artist and I just had people yell at me for not putting on enough mayo or Italian dressing. But did they really yell at you for that? 
I mean, not a there. There weren't as many Karens as there are today, but yeah, like it was. It was pre Karenial <laughs> uh, USA. Yeah, but one thing we had to do at the end of the night was clean up the place. And this week in r slash mildly infuriating, there is a post titled "The Amount of Food That Is Being Thrown Out at Dunkin' Donuts Each Day." It is a video that I'm going to have you watch. It has the typical TikTok song that's playing in the background, and this girl is just taking those racks. If you've been to a Dunkin' Donuts, they're freaking everywhere. She's taking the racks and emptying one after another after another, and these things are damn near full, if not full, two-thirds full at minimum, and it's got to be a garbage can full of donuts. Like an industrial garbage can that you would see inside of a restaurant. Like a, uh, the big gray one that's about, I don't know, four or five feet tall. It's really depressing to see the amount of waste. But it, it makes you think, like, legally, I don't think these restaurants are allowed to serve day-old food. Because, arguably, restaurants, even regardless of if you're a McDonald's to, I don't know, like a, a fancy steakhouse, you don't want to waste food that's your product that's your inventory i don't want to waste any donuts anymore you're right you're right inventory is money so why would you want to waste that if you go into the comments section the real battle begins because somebody said i used to run some sort of restaurant or manage some restaurant and i would try to plan for the least amount of waste at the end of the night, so I wouldn't have to throw stuff away because Smart, I good knew, business. Yeah, I knew corporate would, you know, be happy with these decisions because I'm saving them money. And wrong. Somebody else commented that they were a former manager of Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts actually requires every single one of those racks and trays to be as full as possible. How is that a good business decision? Now, are Dunkin's franchised or are they? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, they can so- be. They can be. Got it, got it. So there's franchises in corporate locations. But they want the visualization that when you walk into this restaurant, you see just everything's full, everything's ready to serve you. I mean, maybe you want a full rack. I've, I've definitely seen videos of angry people at Dunkin' Donuts saying, <laughs> or bagel shops, you know, they want one of everything. And you just have to be able to have that available. So that's why it's it's mildly infuriating, because... If you wanted to give away this food, you're going to get yelled at. If you don't want to waste this food, you're going to get yelled at. So there's no there's no win here. I, I think this speaks to a benefit of like local small chain or small uh, one-off types of restaurants. Family owned. Yeah. We have a donut shop in Minnesota. Th- this feels like a nostalgic episode for me because I'm talking about a bunch of stuff that you and I have done in the past. But for a while, we wanted to discover... Which one of the two of us, between Scott and I, had the best recommendations for donuts? So we would get ourselves up super early one mm-hmm. weekend day, and we would drive around uh, the Twin Cities and surrounding suburbs to discover the best donuts. We were I've- so single, you guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was so fun because we went to like seven different donut places. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think like Bogart's Donuts in Minneapolis. Which I would they, rate just good. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. They, If they wanted to be a sponsor, I would absolutely sponsor them. They're fantastic. 
I would probably say no. I would hold out for a better donut. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Willie, Willie's really pissed right now because I'm I'm angering a, a potential not sponsor. Bogart's donut <laughs> is not going to sponsor us. <laughs> their their donuts are great. I want to talk about their business model before you fucking back the quality of their product. Bogart sells out every day around eleven or twelve o'clock. Because they make a limited inventory, they make the amount of money that they need, and then they're like, cool, we're done, we're good, we sold out. You're right, you're right. If they, They're supposed to be open until like 2 p.m., but if they sold out at 11 a.m., they would just close their doors and say, we're done. And I, I think for a pastry shop, that's a great idea. Especially if they've got the like cost averaging down to, this is how much product we need to make for the day, once we're out, we're good. Yeah. Let's go live uh, our lives. Imagine a Dunkin' Donuts that post-noon... Everything gets a little bit cheaper. Get a big rush, get a bunch of people that show up, but everything before noon could arguably considered breakfast, especially for people like you, Scott, who don't wake up until at least 11 o'clock. P.M. He's very depressed. (laughs) Send him money. I'm a vampire. And feet pics. Oh, not the feet. Anything yeah, why do feet. why are people okay? Total tangent, but why are people attracted to feet? I don't record get it. scratch. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, get it, dude. I've seen sex toys that are essentially just a hole in a f- in a rubber foot. Why? What? Why? I, it's a it's a thing, and you know you know we're not here to kink shame, right? It's twenty twenty one. There should be no kink shaming. However, however, what if your kink is kink shaming? You nasty bitch. (laughs) You nasty son of a bitch. How dare you look at my feet? How dare you? You sick man. Also, uh, for our listeners out there, if you are in defeat, don't comment. Don't email us at subforthatpodcast at gmail.com. Don't fucking do it. I don't, I don't want to hear your comments, you weird son of a bitch. All right, Scott, talking about two, talking about a bunch of people being idiots, you and I. Mm-hmm. Accurate. It, it seems like a rolling trend that we discover more and more idiots in cars. We talked Our, about it last week. Present, we talked about present it week company before. not included, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll find out in a minute when I ask you my mm. question. Okay. So this week in Idiots in Cars, I think everybody is mentally preparing for everything to just start opening up. I sent you the link. I want you to look at this video. But with it, with everything opening back up, that also means that traffic jams are going to be a real thing. It means that rush hour is coming back. So if you've been enjoying the 405 being limited, guess what, LA? That shit's going to get bad. Rush uh, Hour never went away. It's on TNT pretty much every single weekend. Is it really? I I really want to watch that movie. Yeah, it was great. It, you know, uh, oh, I don't know which one. Like, at least one, two, or three. What Rush the hell two. is this person doing? I'm watching this video. For me. The only thing I can think of is that there is something wrong with this person's vehicle. And not necessarily the person, but probably as well. There is this traffic jam on a three-lane highway, and this person... In a white Toyota 4Runner or something along that line, stops in the middle of the traffic jam, throws it into reverse, and reverses backwards up the on-ramp. And when when they get all the way up 
to the the bridge that goes over the freeway, you'd think like, oh, okay, well, they're just going to now go forward like a normal person. But no, they proceed to turn around and keep reversing over the bridge, through the woods, and all the way down to grandmother's house. What the hell? They missy elidited the whole the thing the whole way. So it's a tough word. Don't judge me. Yeah, the the logical part of my brain is like, okay, drive stopped working. They got they got a bunch of things just lit up on the dash, and smoke started coming up. And so they they did the only thing that they could. They couldn't put it into park. They couldn't throw on their hazards. They just put it into the only gear that worked, reverse, and said, "I'm panicking now." And I don't care who sees me, but we're just we're just going to do this, and I'm going to go disappear off into the unknown. Now, sure, maybe, but if you're if you're a sleuth, an internet sleuth, and you really look critically at that video, you'll notice that there's nobody in front of the, there's not a giant space in front of that car when the video gets started. So they were driving forward for a while. They just decided in that moment, I'm going the other direction. You would see a gap. That's that. I mean, that's just the way that this thing would work. So. The alternative needs to be true, that that person is just having a day. They're like, fuck it. I I don't want to deal with this shit. I'm I'm backing out of this. Okay, I I am watching a little bit closer. They do have their blinkers on, so they do have the hazards on. And I just want to say praise the cameraman for whoever just happened to be watching the traffic on the the freeway camera. Because they caught... This this wasn't like caught by a drone or by some bystander. This was government video surveillance, slowly but surely, making sure that hopefully this person uh, met with the right people at the end of this little jaunt. Yeah, it's like, dude, 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 Kevin, 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 come here, come here, come here. Look at this. What the fuck is this guy doing? Everybody, stop what you're doing. Put down your coffees and get into this room. You have Everybody, to see what's going on. Listen to Gene again. I'm serious this time. It's a real thing. I know I say this a lot, but you have to see what's happening. Now, have you have you <laughs> ever been witness to an idiot in car moment? No, just thankfully, right? I've just had, you know, people driving by really fast in the wrong lane. Like on the right side, they're passing me, clearly going 30 miles an hour faster than me. And I'm just like, okay, well. They have the other lane for that. The left lane's open, but you decided to do on the right. Well, let me share a couple of my idiot in car moments that I did. Willie? Because there was a time, Scott, as the as the saying that's probably outdated goes, young, dumb, and full of tiny unborn babies. Horse semen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I want to share with you two moments. I was a very aggressive driver i had a mini cooper growing up and i loved the thing and i thought it was so cool i thought i had this like really cool sports car because i saw the movie italian job i saw that movie too but it was a it was on a different channel that was back when you could watch it on channels and not just the internet that's right very fuzzy lots of elbows (laughs) (laughs) so I'll, i'll tell you two really brief stories one super late at night i'm driving in like the Mendota Heights area. I lived in that area growing up and there was this car, this truck driving in front of me and they're driving way too slow, slow for me, which is like the speed limit. So I sped up and I sped around him on a residential road. And instead of just living with that moment and speeding up and moving on 
already living with my dumb self for passing them, I decided to break check them, Scott. It's like 11 p.m. pitch blackout. So I am. So in a Mini Cooper, did you have a breath wish? The truck. (laughs) Well, it gets worse. So he started riding my ass. He then tried to pass me, and and he, I know for sure it was a he. You'll find out in a second. He tried to pass me, so he gets in to the oncoming traffic lane. I floor it. I I had a I had a manual transmission, so I go from fourth gear down to third gear, and I I fucking gun it. This truck has got a Hemi. Speeds up and it's matched one for one. All he had to do was just pivot the wheel, just just cough, turn his head and cough, and I was gone. I was a goner. What ends up happening is we turn the road, we get onto residential streets now. As I'm driving, he speeds up. He finally gets past me, flooring it, gets in front of me, stops, gets out of his car. Whoa. Goes in, and it's this big dude. Gets out and pulls out one of those industrial size wrenches out of the back of his truck. <laughs> I've never whipped a shitty in a car until this moment. And I spun that little Mini Cooper around and I floored it back the other direction exactly the way that I was going. And I had to have been going in a 30 mile an hour zone at least 100 miles an hour. Jeez. I was terrified for my life. And I think since then, I rarely drive over the speed limit. That is probably the dumbest moment I've ever had in a as, car. As the kids say these days, sheesh, sheesh. <laughs> I think we're too old to say that. Yeah, but we said sheesh before and it's ours. We're taking it back. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it and what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast this week. Check us out on our socials. We're active all week long. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's barbecue, Steely Dan, hardcore ah, or MLB The Show, there's a song for that. that.